Hey there and welcome to the Skin Lovers Unite podcast. My name is Kelly, otherwise known as Skin Queen, and I'm so excited to educate you on all things real skin science. Over the past five years, I've gone from working as a dermal therapist to a clinical educator where I worked with some of Australia's leading skincare companies, learning so much about the skin and science behind how it all works. And now I'm here to share all my knowledge with you. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hello, skin lovers. I hope you are doing well this Monday morning. Today on the podcast, I have Nicole, who is the owner of You Care. And this is a very interesting skincare range or brand that I'm really excited to share with you because I haven't seen anything quite like it before. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Nicole. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Yay. So can you tell me a little bit more about your story on Grandview Farm and how this inspired your skincare range, You Care? Sure, sure. So Grandview has been going for 20 years now. Um, It started as a business idea that my mother had to farm sheep milk them and make cheese. Um, So essentially the beginnings of You Care, I guess, um, began with, with that idea in in some way but um, sheep milk is the foundation of everything we do and we also have a distilling business that focus on uh, the waste product of um, our cheese making from sheep milk so it all kind of feeds into each other. Very like you know sustainable and environmentally friendly by not even just letting waste be a thing actually utilizing that as well. Absolutely. And that's exactly the origins of UCARE. So what we didn't want to do with UCARE was to put out another beauty brand just for the sake of riding the wave of indie beauty. Um, With everything we do, our distillering business as well, um, it's about solving problems mostly around waste. Love that. So important. Yeah. So UCARE um, has a a bit of a saying that we weren't going to um, solve a problem and create one. Yeah. So that's kind of the the ethos that 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 you care is is about. I love that so much. So for those new to the world of luxury and natural skincare, something that you don't often hear in the same sentence, luxury and natural. Can you share some insights on some of the ingredients used in the day and night creams, and in particular the sheep milk and Tasmanian botanicals, which I'm not sure if you know, but I actually love botanicals. I think people don't rave about them enough. People are always about, you know, the chemicals and the actives, and I'm like, no, that's not where it's at. Like, give me the natural, give me the botanicals. Yeah, I guess, um, I mean, (sighs) We come from farming, so everything for us is about nature and um, and natural. And we're based in Tasmania, so it was important to us that if we were going to produce skincare, that it should highlight the natural Tasmanian benefits. So it stood to reason to us that given, you know, sheep milk is full of A, B, and it has the highest amount of naturally occurring vitamin C of any milk, in fact. There you go. Um, it's the only milk that contains naturally occurring vitamin C. Um, it was really important to us that we communicate that skincare can um, be truly functional from a natural source. So we set about um, partnering with a couple of people. Marinova in Tasmania are famous for, for cordon kelp products. Yeah. Um, so it's a natural functional part of the UK 
functional proposition. Yeah. Um, we also have the biggest essential oil distillery in the country, literally 20 kilometres down the road from us. That's so cool. So we partnered with Essential Oils of Tasmania to come up with um, quite subtle but functional Tasmanian um, oils that would actually, um, uh, I guess, reinforce the, the natural Tasmanian component of what we were trying to communicate. Yeah, it sounds very natural, which, you know, I think in today's age it can be hard to find, but then at the same time I know that people love it and live and breathe natural so to hear that you're also using you know essential oils from somewhere that's even close by really adds to the sustainability and the natural factor which is really cool and you know looking at your skin right now as you were talking I was like wow your skin's actually glowing how long have you used this for yourself how long has it actually been around for <laughs> so we launched in July last year yeah um and I have to admit that uh, I went down a real rabbit hole trying to wrap my head around moving into the beauty space because we've existed in agricultural food and beverages for a long time, but beauty is a completely different kettle of fish. Yeah, of course. Um, so I kind of use my skin as a guinea pig, both for you, care, <laughs> but for other people's products. Um, yeah. So I went and looked at what was comparable in the marketplace, both from a sustainability, sustainability proposition and also a, um, a functional natural ingredients proposition. And um, really, essentially, the only moisturiser that goes on my face is UK day cream and night cream. Yeah. Though I've been using lots of other people's stuff in the last sort of three <laughs> years in the lead up to it. Um, and then the only thing I use on top of my skin if I'm just going to work, is ultraviolet tinted SPF. Yeah. Yes, at least you're using that. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a product I can't live without. That's music to my ears and I'm sure many people's ears that are listening. But, you know, when it comes down to it, we know well, as professionals that healthy skin comes down to moisture. So it's obviously doing something good. Well, uh, yeah, I guess um, I am fortunate in that... Um, you know, I'm in my mid-40s and, and I did grow up on the Gold Coast. So ah, where I am. Uh, yeah, where you are. But um, I spent most of my formative years out in the, the Queensland sunshine. So I don't know, I must have done something right. And I can tell you that it wasn't slip, slop and slapping every day of my life. <laughs> I um, was of a generation that really saw slip, slop, slap only just come into being. So yeah, I know it's crazy. Hey, given how much skin cancer we have, it's just it surprises me. I mean, yeah. for me, I grew up in the time where it was no hat, no play. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, I mean, for me, water has always been the key. I've always been a massive water drinker, and um, you know that was, I guess, another reason why I thought, well, I understand that there's a beauty trend away from water, and I get that. I totally get that. Um, but we chose to use Tasmanian rainwater, um, again, to feed back into the Tasmanian element, but the natural element of hydration as well. Yeah. So Tasmanian rainwater with the natural hydrating um, factors of sheep milk, we thought, well, um, that's, that's probably part of, of the functionality of the, the skincare proposition as well. Love that. 
So I keep hearing you say sustainability. So it's obviously a big focus for you, Kev. So can you tell me more about how you are pioneering this space? I mean, you've already shared a little bit about how you use the waste within the products that you're creating as well and that you try to source quite locally, which I guess is going to lessen your carbon footprint. But what else are you doing to really pioneer this space? Well, the the thing is, I mean, in everything we've ever done for the last 20 years, it's been about sustainability and it was really part of our DNA before it became a marketing term of sorts. Um, so it is really what drives us to innovate. Um, sustainability is the key driver for us around innovation and without a sustainability proposition in anything we produce, whether it's milk, cheese, um, alcohol or skincare, we just don't do it because it doesn't sit with our values. So we believe that strongly that it is our responsibility as stewards of business and stewards of the land on which we live that we need to um, be inextricably linked in every element of what we do and what we say and how we say it to sustainable um, and, and real values-based ethics in, in what we're trying to produce. So, I mean, Brandy was set up on a system of polyculture 20 years ago before it was, you know, a common part of agricultural vernacular. Yeah. Um, and then from that system of polyculture, we were trying to solve a problem of our biggest waste product, which is whey. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, milk is really just a, a solid, uh, a liquid mass of solids and liquids. Yeah. And cheese making sticks the solids together. And what you're left with is a really nutritional um, product called whey, which can, contains lots of different things, one of which is sugar. Yeah. So to solve our biggest waste product, we actually figured out a way to, pardon the pun, um, to ferment it and distill yep. it to create vodka and gin. Oh, that's awesome. So from there, we were left with, Another issue, which is spring milk or the first start of the season milk yep. for cheese making just is not um, the quality not that you enough. It, yeah, yeah, well, the quality is there. It's just it doesn't have enough um, of the solid parts to make the dollars make sense, so to speak. Yeah. So we knew from all of the work that we've done in, in cheese making that sheep milk, as far as your diet goes, was the most nutrient-dense value proposition of any of the major milks. It has far more minerals, vitamins, protein and fats than any of the other major milks. And we thought, well, hang on. If it's good for the gut microbiome, surely it's good for the skin microbiome. So down this big rabbit hole we went of transforming or transferring our um, 20 years of knowledge of the functional health benefits of sheep milk for eating into functional benefits of sheep milk for your skin microbiome. Yeah. Um, And thus we solved the low solids or low potential cheese problem by shifting it sideways into skincare. And then we thought, oh, my God, how are we going to package this? Yeah, and that's something that I wanted to chat to you about next. I haven't received um, my products yet because there's been a bit of hold up with all the floods with posts, but I'm really excited to because 
The packaging looks incredible. I wasn't even really sure what I was looking at first, but if you um, don't know what we're talking about, I'm sure by this point I have posted it all over social media because this is going to be posted in the future. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. Before we get back into it, I just had to share with you my brand new program that is going to skyrocket your confidence when it comes to educating your clients on their skin concerns. And as a result, increase product sales, treatment bookings, and the best part, client results. When you sign up to explain skin concerns like a boss, not only do you get my training that shares with you exactly how I explain each skin concern to clients, but you also get my skin concern flashcards that you can use as a visual tool during consultations. Imagine if you could increase average client spend by $100 or more simply just by educating them. As my gift to you, I'd love to give you $100 off your purchase. Click the link below in the show notes and use code EXPLAIN100 at the checkout. Now let's get back to today's episode. But can you explain it to us? Because it's really like little ceramic. It almost looks like you've gone to an art shop (laughs) and somebody's custom made them. And I even brought it up on the website to have a look at it again this morning. And I was like, this is so like intricate in the design. So they're really like little handcrafted ceramic vessels and they're very aesthetic. So I'd love to hear about this process too. So we... Um, Once we'd actually solved the problem of sheep milk moving into a skincare proposition and we had it formulated um, for us, we were looking at the packaging proposition because packaging to us is obviously of equal importance to the product quality. We believe that if packaging aesthetically doesn't represent the quality of the product then people treat it as trash and that's the last thing we want so right they do (laughs) they're quick to throw it out well yeah fast moving consumer goods has this problem and it is that we have made them so cheap cheaply packaged that we now produce the most frightening volume of waste um yeah. And what we didn't want to do with UCARE was to uh, feed back into that as we find, and I found, frighteningly, the beauty industry with samples, et cetera, et cetera, is just fraught with packaging issues left, right and centre. So we want to start on the right foot with a sustainable product that solved a problem at the agricultural end that had high functionality and a great value proposition for skincare. Yep. We didn't want to take that and then put it into a plastic tube that was hard to recycle. That came from China. That came from China. So <laughs> the most important part of it. Well, I don't necessarily have a problem with Chinese-made packaging. It's, it's really just the fact that people don't value packaging and they need to start valuing packaging. I agree. Packaging there aren't many brands that do it very well either. Packaging needs to be expensive and it needs to be expensive because it needs to um, sit around for a long time to actually repay the environment. Yeah. Um, There's no point in having a sustainable beauty brand that, you know, is pitching all of these values to market about its its sustainability proposition from a product perspective Mm -hmm. and then sticking it in a really difficult to recycle plastic proposition. 
And I think that's the key there, the difficult to recycle, because I've definitely worked with brands like that myself in the past. And then when it comes to the end of it, I can't even actually recycle it. And I do try and make a conscious effort to really collect all my empties and actually take them to a recycling depot where I live on the Gold Coast. But you'd be surprised how many actually get turned away. And the man at the tip just tips it into the normal trash. It hurts my soul because the other day I got my rates and it always comes with like your like update on what's happening in your area newsletter. And they said in there that on average um, people are throwing out 600 kilograms of waste a day. And I was like, what? It's increasing. It hasn't decreased. Yeah. And that's just like, it's completely... Now I'm like so super conscious of everything that I'm doing. I already was beforehand, but now it's like down to, I'm not even going to be throwing out clothes. Like not that I really shop at fast fashion anyway, because I just don't believe in that. But yeah. it's even got me thinking about my skincare. And as it's actually sitting here talking, I do have a um, carton of empties ready to take to the recycling. And I'm like, oh, I just hope all of them actually can be recycled this time. Yeah. So I really love that you've put a lot of thought into the actual packaging. Yeah, so what exactly is it for people? Because we've spoken about it. It is a hand-thrown ceramic dome. So it is made by a, a fellow called Ian Clare in Signet, which is about 20 k's west of here. So he makes them all by hand. That's insane. Every single one is unique. And by that, I mean, not only is it unique because it's handmade, but it's unique because we again, to try and reinforce the seriousness of sustainability. Um, We have belly wool from our sheep that we can't use. So we collect that belly wool. And when Ian fires the ceramic domes as they come out of the kiln, he places it in a bed of that belly wool and it fires to the outside of each one and creates a unique patina. So there is not one single dome that is alike. every single one has its own dna um and we did that because of a few different reasons not the least of which is we really 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 want to have the conversation with the beauty industry about packaging Mm -hmm. and how we move forward in the space of mass consumption with um a lot more consideration for the environment Mm. But also beauty is a ritual. I love that. It has to be this, for me, during COVID, one thing that was removed from all of us was a lot of the sensory elements that we enjoy, whether it's social, whether it was going to the theatre or the museum or a lot of those things that resonate with all of us on an emotional level. And fundamentally, you know, we all vary in intellect And we all vary in emotional capacities, but we're all thinking, feeling human beings. And beauty we spend um, a lot of money on. And I think that the packaging should reflect the sensory ritual. Yeah. Thus, you know, what we've tried to do with UCARE is incorporate that from the way you receive it. I mean, the box is all home compostable the insert that it sits in is a wood cellulose product, which is home compostable. Oh my gosh, sachet- I can put it in my compost out in the bin. Yes. Ah, oh, this the is sachet- 
The sachet refill is certified TUV home compostable as well. Um, and the dome that it sits in with the um, porcelain casca seal that goes on top is all designed so that you look at it and it gives you pleasure. You hold it in your hands and the feel of it gives you pleasure because it's not some generic plastic thing. Um, it has texture and it has a real romance about it that I hope, you know, people understand and appreciate. It's a, it's a real extension of, of um, the sensory elements that we're trying to deliver. And you know what, though? That's where beauty actually came from. So the whole idea of, like, you know, looking after your skin and beauty and actually enjoying the whole experience came from France and that's something that they do every single day. It's really a ritual. They really take the time to look after themselves, to enjoy it, to switch off. Whereas, you know, as the years have gone on and beauty has definitely evolved and entered into other countries, it has become like, for some people, it's like something that they just have to do to stay youthful. But I really, really can appreciate what you just said there. Like it's really bringing it back to such a ritual experience. And I Love that because when I receive a product, the first thing that I love to do is you're obviously going to unbox it. How's that process? How much plastic do you have to rip off it? And that always breaks my heart. But then too, yeah, what does the actual product, like the container feel like? What does it smell like? And it does make a huge difference between more of a luxury and more of a cheap. And I can really, you know, after using a lot of skincare myself, I can really attest to that because the more luxury you do feel like, oh, like this really feels luxurious. This really feels like I've got to take time out and enjoy it. It's not just quickly slap on some creams and out you go out the door. Totally, yep. I yep. love it so much. I'm really excited to receive mine now. <laughs> I'm going to really yeah. enjoy it. You'll see me well, on Instagram every it's day. That, it's that whole, you know, Friday night, Sunday, whatever, sitting in a bath with candles, nice yeah. music kind of stuff. It's, it's a reminder to slow down. Yeah. And it's easy for me to say people make assumptions because I live in in the country that my life is slow and I assure you it's it's not. The businesses you're running, it actually doesn't sound that slow. <laughs> oh, and I have two children under the age of seven. <laughs> but um like you said though, it's a reminder to people and I think we get to choose what we want to do with our day and you're only as busy as you want to be. Hmm. Mm, yeah absolutely I just I just think we owe it to ourselves in so many ways not the least of which is in the beauty space to just take some time every now and again and and really you know indulge your senses in in making you f yourself feel and look hopefully I don't know better I appreciate better, it it is a bad word but you know what I mean it's we, well, we move at a cracking pace and sometimes it's nice to have, I guess, a bookended day and night ritual that reminds us to just take a little bit of time. No, I totally agree with that. I love being mindful. I think more people should be mindful in the way that they eat, apply their skincare, be present so much. Consume. I think consume definitely. Yes. I could not agree more with that. So for people who are now like, oh, my gosh, where can I find this product? Where can I learn more? Where can they find you? Are you on social media? Is it best to stalk your website? Yep. So um, we're absolutely on Facebook and we're on Instagram. 
Um, and we have a website, which is www.ucare, which is E-W-E, which is a play on words, ucare.com.au. Um, it's all fully e-com enabled. You can shop via Instagram too, if that's your preference. That's no problem at all. Um, I'll put all the links below. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today and sharing, you know, your story and sharing where the product came from and, you know, I love your whole message around sustainability. I don't think I've spoken to anybody who's so true to the form when it comes to sustainability, because as you've said, people and brands are quick to preach it, but they don't really live it. No. So I think you're probably the first person I've had on my podcast who really <laughs> is both. That's, that's super scary and super exciting all at the same time. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm chuffed to, to have been on here. Thank you very, very much for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it or learned something new, be sure to share this on Instagram and tag me at Skin Queen. That's Queen with three E's. And I'll be sure to repost you. Have an amazing day and stay moisturized.